0: Hi, welcome to the Total Fit Boss Chick Podcast. I'm your host, Brittany Parks, and joining me today is Allie Saka. She's a founder of Saka & Co., a full-service public relations and event planning firm that helps small to medium-sized businesses make noise, get notice, and break through. Now today, we're discussing how to generate buzz and credibility for your startup business, even if you have a small budget, and influencer campaigns, are they really worth it? Is it best to invest in marketing or PR or a little bit of both? And we're going to learn how to implement seamlessly a CSR campaign into your business to garner the right attention without coming across as, without coming across opportunistic Welcome to the show, Allie. Hi. Yes, I'm so glad to have you here because we got to get all into We want more eyes on the prize. We want more eyes on our businesses. So we know that if you're a large business or a small business, it doesn't matter. We need that attention. And it's expected that people will pay just in the United States alone over $240 billion in advertising costs in the next year. A good media strategy can really lessen the load on our pockets when it comes to exposure. So help us out. Let us know how can we generate a buzz and credibility for our startup, even when we have a small budget?
1: Absolutely. And one thing I want to say is, you're right. Advertising is crazy expensive. It's worth it if you're a big business and you always want to be in front of everybody. But if you're a small business or a startup and you don't have that massive budget because you're putting it into inventory, programs, whatever it is, there are ways around at least starting to get that attention and starting to build your business. One of the things that, that is worth noting, is that there will often be an investment. It just doesn't have to be huge. So I always like to preface it. And I'm a very honest person, especially (laughs) with my clients, there can be an investment, whether that's hiring an agency. And if you don't want to go that route and you want to try and do it yourself, sometimes you might opt to pay for coverage. Sometimes you might pay for an influencer campaign and we'll get into that a little bit more, but If you want to start doing it yourself, it's a process and it is a time commitment and there is an investment. There's a whole other side of it where there's an investment that needs to be made, but it doesn't have to be a monthly retainer all the time. It also depends on what's part of your business you're at. So if we're talking small or startups you want to try getting that pitch at those pitches out yourself make a schedule for yourself, right? Like I, I would recommend like twice a month taking a minimum a day or two to write out a bunch of pitches, build your media lists, hone in on your target market and all of that build out that branding stuff. A lot of the stuff that you're going to be using in your pitches are actually things that you've already probably come up with when you decided to launch your business. So Let's say you're a small beauty brand, for Mm -hmm. example. In the beginning, when you're starting to build out your business plan and you're starting to get the idea of what you're trying to do, you're brainstorming, you're starting to think about who your target market is, right? Is it women? Is it, in all honesty, is it men? Is it even gender-based? Is it something like, there's a lot of different things you have to think about and it's not just in terms of gender, there's a million other things. So that little story that you've come up with in the beginning is something you're going to use and hold on to forever. So when you're planning out your pitches, look at something like that and say, how do I want to tell this story? How is this story newsworthy? Why am I relevant? And what makes me different than the other person or the other beauty brand that's launching right now? What makes me stand out? And you can pick out all those little things schedule time twice a month to send out a pitch to your media list that you've created and constantly keep yourself in front of that that media right keep yourself relevant tell different stories come up with different angles for your stories so that you're always there and you're always chatting with them and they know that you're driven and that you're not just trying to drop a bucket in the water and say here maybe i'll take you have to be on top of it it's something and that's where it leads me to my next point of that's where people start to look at okay maybe I should outsource this it's like social media marketing for example Mm -hmm. is another great example of people try to do a lot of it on their own and sometimes they're wonderful but off more often than not you get to a point sometimes in your business where you're just like I can't handle this anymore there's too much time being taken and that's when you want to start to consider maybe outsourcing it to an up PR agency or a social media market or whatever it is that you're looking at. It's like a lawyer, an accountant, a virtual assistant. Sometimes right. you might try to do it in the beginning on your own, which is fantastic. And I actually think you should, because then you'll understand the process that goes into it.
0: I totally agree. And I'm so glad that you mentioned pitches several times. Give us a great example. If you can think of one off the top of your head, something that if we're going to go maybe to fashion or something like that, what's an angle, what's a an ideal pitch that may be heard? That's a
1: great question. It really depends on the brand. And I'm going to say that a lot. It very much depends on the brand. But let's say... You are a fashion brand that is a sustainable business. You are reusing old materials and remaking them into something new and beautiful, right? That's a story angle that people want to hear, especially with the conversations that are going on right now about environmentalism and all of that stuff. So the best way to do it is look at your brand overall and think of And look at what's going on in the world. As a PR person, I have to constantly be in touch with the news. Sometimes Mm -hmm. that is exhausting, especially in times like this. But Mm -hmm. that being said, I have to constantly be in touch with the news and to see what's going on in the world, because I may have a client that might be relevant and their story might be relevant in that. I'll tell you a little example. A few years ago, I had a client that ran or owned a, sorry, that was a restaurant and they are a Middle Eastern restaurant, and there was the uh, Syrian refugee crisis. And what we did with that was we actually, this can actually lead into the CSR thing, but what we did with that is we came up with a way to help. And and the owner of it was a very philanthropic person. He's just very involved as a Muslim himself. He had a personal attachment to the story. So he decided that he was going to hire um, X number of Syrian refugees in a certain amount of time and just give them jobs because of where... I'm located in Canada, we had an influx of refugees coming in and they needed work and it was just something to go along with that. My point of all of this is that was a newsworthy story to tell and it was also we also doubled it as a way to get the word out there that this person was hiring. So mm-hmm. if you are looking and you need work, he he's the right person to go to. He will take care of you. Mm-hmm. So that's it has to be newsworthiness is the top tier. That's what it needs to be. If you're pitching just Nothingness, or you're just pitching about your brand and that's it, and you're not pulling out the points of why you're different and why it's even relevant. It's not going to get the attention that you might want.
0: Gotcha, gotcha. All right, so I'd like to know what our audience is thinking. If you're listening in real time, go to the IG stories at the Total Fit Boss Chick podcast, and we are going to have this poll question posted. Have you created your media pitch yet? If you haven't. If you aren't listening in real time, no worries. Check the IG highlights for the responses to the poll questions and you can still weigh in to see the results. Okay. So I'm so glad that you gave us that great little overview of, of how to find our angles. I think that's so important because Ali, it's like, it seems like there's so much going on and it's fine. It's hard to find my, that sweet spot as far as like where you fit. Is saying that sometimes we may need a little bit of boost as far as using marketing. So let us know is it better to invest in marketing or PR?
1: That is a great question. Again, it depends. <laughs> I'm going to keep saying that. It depends, but I would say honestly that you want them to be working side by side. I often work with marketing teams along with my, my own PR team because they're hitting two different markets while also hitting the same market. And I'll explain that. So PR is focused on exposure, Mm -hmm. whereas marketing is focused on sales. That is the major difference and the most black and white difference. But they're all trying to gun for the same thing, right? Like they want to build a brand. They want to build a reputation. They want to get sales. Eventually, brand is not just there to get the attention. They want to make the money. So they work hand in hand where marketing is more direct to consumers. So what I mean by that is you see advertising, digital campaigns how many times have you bought it? social media is a really good example how many times have i bought things or you i'm sure you've done it too or we get the ad on instagram and all of a sudden you're like hmm, that's a cute pair of pants and you go ahead and buy it right, right. <laughs> um, <laughs> i know so that's where marketing comes in whereas pr Is more targeted towards the media and targeted towards getting your, the exposure and the credibility behind it. So for example, if your brand is featured on a major media outlet on on a broadcast television or on in the newspaper or on a magazine, there's that credibility aspect to it, Mm -hmm. right? There's that, oh, this person, this magazine trusted brand enough to feature it in their magazine, which is imagine showing up in Vogue right? Now, of course you can pay for spots there and that's for sure. It's not very, it's not the cheapest option, but that's possible as well. The thing with PR is you're reaching a bunch of different broadcast outlets with a public relations person behind you. They're constantly pitching you and and getting you to a bunch of different outlets. Whereas if you're paying for one-off ads, then you're just limiting yourself and, and you can run through your budget a lot quicker. But I personally will say to wrap that all up, I would say, you will. I would go with both. If you're, if you have the budget, I would go with both. If you're launching again, I'm biased as a PR person. I say, I love running launches because it's a great way to introduce it to the media and get things organically. And it's a little bit easier on your wallet, whereas marketing can be more expensive,
0: especially upfront. Exactly. So there's so many different, so many other options, especially with influencers, that's a whole new market that we didn't have many years ago is it worth it to work with an influencer
1: yes if it's run properly Mm. so I have a lot of feedback on influencer campaigns I've run quite a few and I've had great successes and the failures to it but an influencer campaign has to be run properly and there's a lot of things that go into it I think a lot of people don't realize that The amount of front load work that goes into it. There's a lot of research. There's a lot of brainstorming. There's a lot of technical stuff like building out a contract. There's a lot of stuff that happens in the front end before you even reach out to the influencers. Mm. So they have to be run in a very specific way. You have to think about your target audience what influencer you want to align yourself with. If you want to align yourself with multiple influencers, you have to do the backstory research on those influencers and make sure they align with your brand. Because the worst thing you can do is just take a shot in the dark and sprinkle it out to a million different influencers and maybe say five, go for it. And one of those influencers is just the polar opposite of what you're trying to preach. If you're a baby bottle brand, you're not going to go target Some 22 year old girl who's traveling the world. Just irrelevant. Maybe not
0: sexy lingerie. right?
1: (laughs) Right? So to fit your brand, you want to put the hours in before. And I'm telling you, there are a lot of hours. I cannot stress this enough. If you're not running the influencer campaign properly and you're not putting in that front end work, you will run into issues, right? So yes, it is hundred percent worth it. If it's managed and run in a proper way, I've seen great success from it. Again, going back to, I've bought things off of influencers. I'm guilty of it, but it's, it has to be done in the right way.
0: Gotcha. So how do we do it in the right way? How do we implement a seamless CSR campaign. Now, first, please define for everyone what a CSR campaign is and how we can implement one seamlessly so we can garner the right attention without coming off sleazy.
1: Yes, so a CSR campaign is... Basically, you see it a lot. It's, it stands for corporate social responsibility. So you see it a lot in big brands. A lot of big companies have CSR campaigns aligned with their brand or they run one. I can't think of one right now off the top of my head. I'm sure it'll come to me as we're talking. It's when a brand will align themselves with, let's say, a charity or a movement to further their own brand, but also potentially further the messaging of this movement. And this is something that needs to be done very carefully obviously, and very strategically, right? right? Because the problem here is there, there can be a lot of roadblocks that come. I, I'm a firm believer in CSR campaigns. I think they are wonderful if you're doing it for the right reasons. If you're doing it for, if you're trying to just backpedal it and, and leech on to some sort of charity or movement in the moment where you've never preached it in the past, it can get very ugly, very fast. So approach that with the biggest type of caution ever the easiest way to go about it and the the most practical way especially for smaller businesses is pick a brand or sorry not a brand pick a charity a topic a movement that you really believe in and that actually resonates with you if you pick a topic, a charity, or a movement that you truly believe in that resonates with yourself and your branding, you're a safe bet. For example, if I am a children's clothing line and I align myself with a children's hospital and I donate my clothes that haven't sold or whatever it was to that hospital, that's an easy correlation. It makes sense. It makes sense. There's, there's no red tape around it. It's just, it's simple. And keep it simple. You don't want to pick 14 different charities and just start donating money to everyone because it's just odd, first Mm -hmm. of all. And and if you don't do the research on all of those charities that you're reaching out to and, and donating to, it can become very problematic as we've seen in the past with other brands. So pick one. Maybe two, if you have multiple products that maybe work for different ones, that can work. But I say, at least if you're gonna do it, start with no more than one um, and focus on that. For example, I have a client who is a jewelry line. She uh, doesn't have a massive CSR background or attachment to her brand, but she has come out with a necklace that is for breast cancer awareness. And part of those proceeds go to uh, the Princess Margaret Hospital in Toronto, which is uh, a cancer-based hospital up here in Canada. And That is an example of something that is not overly pushy. We use it in our stories. Mm -hmm. Uh, We talk about it a little bit. We sprinkle in the conversation. But I don't sit there and just pitch about just that. And I don't just focus on that. There's a reason behind it. She has a personal attachment to that story and that cause. She's not basing her entire brand on that she's used a, a small part of it to, to do something good and give back she's being authentic and that's the biggest thing at the end of the day in branding and pr and in business authenticity will get you everywhere if you start being fake pretending like you're somebody you're not it's not going to end well for you either that is something else that will come back and bite you in the behind for lack of a better word If you are picking, if you really want to go down the road of a CSR campaign, I think it's a great initiative. I think it's great to do. You want to align your brand with something that is bigger than you and you want to work towards something thousand percent, go for it. But make sure you're aligning with somebody that makes sense or something that makes sense. And you're not bragging. You're not becoming one of those, oh, look, I'm donating to the pink ribbon campaign because I just want to be a good person. You're, you don't want to go down that road. You just want to softly introduce it. People know you're doing something and moving on from that.
0: Gotcha. Okay. So you are doing so much, Allie. You are running a PR campaign. You're running an event planning firm. You are doing your entire life and you're managing all of this, including your clients, What are your productivity secrets?
1: Oh, my productivity secrets is the first thing that comes to mind is going to say planning. I am like the most type A person when it comes to planning. I have about three written agendas. I have a written calendar and then I use my laptop. <laughs> it's a running joke. But for me, productivity, I, I'm very good at time management. It's something that I've had to really hone in on as I've, as i right. business, right. just in life. I time block. I make sure that I have um, time for everything, but I also still include all of my other things. I don't just work. Like I take a break in the afternoon. Sometimes I take a nap. Mm -hmm. Like I will literally take a nap in the middle of the day. If I need to, I listen to my body. I'm very um, in tune with a lot of that stuff. I I try to get my workout in. I try to do that. And I make that a priority because at the end of the day, if we're not living for ourselves and we're just living for our businesses, it's going to end up being a bigger problem than it is saving you. Right.
0: Oh yeah. Without a doubt. You know what? I love that. Um, I love that because. I really enjoy time blocking as well. And I love the fact that you work within your energy because so many people just work work and don't realize that you can't really manage time, but you can manage your energy. So I think that's excellent.
1: A lot of people burn out, I find, right? And listen, I've been down that road where I almost ended up very ill because I was burning out. I was working from, you know, 6am to 10 p.m. and not taking any self-care tips or time for myself and mm-hmm. you have to otherwise you're just gonna drown
0: I'm so glad that you heeded that warning and you said wait I gotta take care of myself yeah, yeah, yeah you are so good at taking care of yourself and taking care of others we're gonna ask you for a bit more in our mentoring moment segment and right. this is the part of the show where we go a little bit deeper for our audience and we ask you a thought-provoking question Yeah. So if you could only speak one word today, what would you say?
1: Abundance is probably my newer favorite word. A little tidbit about me is I've been practicing a lot of that self-care stuff more, especially with the past year and everything that's gone on for all of us. And I'm sure it was difficult for, I'm going to say almost everybody.
0: The Um, world.
1: Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Especially on the business front. And if I could wish everybody abundance in business, in money, in just life in general, that is the f- only thing I would say oh, is- okay. That's, that's where I would stand on that point.
0: <laughs> that is beautiful. Thank you so much, guys. Abundance. Take that with you. Hold it all day. Love it. Okay, Allie, you have brought so much value and I am so glad to have you on the show. And I know that everybody is going to want to know the details to contact you. So I'm going to have everything in the show notes, but go ahead and tell us what is your favorite place to hang out?
1: Perfect. You guys can reach me on uh, Instagram is probably the best, which is Seca and Co. So S-E-C-A-N-D-C-O or on my website, which is secaandco.com. There's a contact. You can book a call with me on there. There's all kinds of information there.
0: Great. Thank you so much for coming on the show.
1: Oh, no problem. Thanks for having me.
0: As always, thanks for listening. And if you got value out of the show, please show us some love. And rate us by going to ratethispodcast.com backslash total fit boss chick. You're listening to the Total Fit Boss Chick Podcast. Bye for now.